dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Sif Talk. Today we have on the show Mike from A Guy Who Loves Star Wars YouTube channel. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Tony. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So uh, tell us a little bit about your channel and where we can find you at. Um, a Guy Who Loves Star Wars on everything on Twitter, formerly or X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, the works. Um, and yeah, we're just... Grinding, of course, as always. Star Wars content never stops. Yesterday was a, a pretty big milestone for your channel hitting 5K. How does that feel, man? It's pretty great. You too, actually. You hit 5K yesterday too. I know. Isn't that crazy, bro? Yeah. Like the same day. Same um, day. To end yeah, the man. year. Yeah, to end. Like what a way to end the year. Like I knew for me it was creeping up, but I'm like, man, it's kind of slow. I don't know. It'll probably be the first week of January. And then like that out of nowhere, bam. Yeah. yeah, mine came out of nowhere big time because I, I didn't even think I was going to make 4K by the end of this year. And then like two weeks ago, it just skyrocketed. I had a short that I posted that like popped off. So it was kind of crazy. Oh, it was really fast. Was it the one that because the, Theory brought up one of your shorts on one of his, his live? Yeah, it actually wasn't that one. That one did pretty well. But yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't that one. But yeah, I, that, that definitely did help for sure. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember that. I remember he brought it up. I'm like, oh, that's Mike's short. Like, I yep. know I know a guy who loves Star Wars. Yep. Like, I think he brought you up like a couple times on a couple different streams. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Theory Theory's such cool. a great guy, man. Yeah, he is. He's very cool. So everyone that comes on the show, we start off with three questions. You ready? I'm ready. So the first one is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? All right. That's an easy one. For me, it's Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I could argue Empire is probably my second, but it's Revenge of the Sith is definitely my first. And why, why Revenge of the Sith? What is it about it? So I'll argue this to the end of time. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is a masterpiece from start to finish. It i think is the best star wars movie it opens with the best or one of the best at least uh space fight scenes in star wars one of the best yeah with obi-wan and anakin of course going to save uh, palps but from start to finish it's got the most action it's got the best lightsaber duel in my opinion with obi-wan versus anakin at the end even like yoda versus palpatine's extremely underrated even of course obi-wan versus uh, Grievous, which most people just remember it for hello there, yeah, yeah, is is an incredible fight as well. It's just, it's just so action packed, and you get the fall of Anakin through the whole thing. So it's yeah. like it's just the best. It's the best, and it ends with the good guys losing, which I'm a big fan of. But it's, yep. it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Revenge is my favorite too. Did you get to see it in theaters when it came out in 2005? Nope. No, I was three. <laughs> I, re I remember oh, seeing it when it came out and like I went that Thursday to the midnight release and it was well, it wasn't even midnight it was no it was midnight because back then you had to wait till midnight it wasn't like how it is now for movies and like it's just just seeing it because like when you went you knew what was going to happen you knew it had to end with him becoming Vader yeah. but like seeing that happen seeing the fall and then even seeing Luke and Leia at the very end and then the twin sons it was just such like a beautiful beginning to end. Like that movie is a masterpiece. And I pray next year for the 20th anniversary 
that they put it back in theaters because if I could see that in IMAX on today's screen, yeah. I'll be so happy. Yeah, uh, this year I went and watched uh, Return of the Jedi in uh, in uh, IMAX or yeah, I think it was IMAX. But I went to go see that in the theaters. Seeing Star Wars in theaters is just unlike anything else. It really obviously it, I wasn't alive during Return of the Jedi's release. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. I I was lucky enough. I got to see Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and everything since then in theaters. That's I awesome. I didn't get to see the OGs, but in 2020, when they re-released Empire, I got to see that in theaters. And man, the feeling of seeing that on the big screen in 2020 was amazing. Imagine back in the day. Yeah, it must have been insane. Because Star Wars hit hit the ground running from, from A New Hope. Like, nobody expected it, so it was this yeah. massive success. It would have been crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, now, the next question is, what's your favorite Star Wars show? See, this is a little bit more controversial. I think maybe it's a recency bias type thing, but I think Ahsoka is the best single season of a show. I'll put it that way. I think Mando as a show is probably better. Uh Uh-huh. But as a single season, I think Ahsoka was the best. I don't know. It's very close with Mando season two. Mando season two is is quite the season of television. <laughs> Bro, I am literally right there with you. Like if if someone were to ask me what's your favorite show, it's Ahsoka and like it's for me it's just because I love Rebels, so it's literally yes. just that live action, but like the stuff we get with Hayden, like it's that's it. Like I I was sold. I was sold, but yep. for you what why is Ahsoka your number 1? So same like you, I'm a massive Rebels fan. Like whenever people talk about Clone Wars and, and Rebels, maybe it's because like I, I didn't really watch Clone Wars as it was released and I mm-hmm. did watch Rebels as it was released and maybe it's just something along those lines. I have, feel like a, I have a bigger connection to like Kanan and Ezra and Hera and all those characters. And Ahsoka is probably one of my favorite characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's definitely top five easily. Um, and yeah, getting to see Clone Wars in live action, getting to see Hayden and or Anakin and Ahsoka in live action together, it's just like nothing beats that. That fifth episode of Ahsoka is by far the best episode of anything we've seen from from any show of, of Star yeah. Wars. It's incredible. I I remember and like they had that fan event by me, kind of. It would have been like an hour and a half drive to get there, but oh, yeah. I worked that day, so it would have been too complicated, so I didn't bother. But I was home for it. I reacted to it, and that fifth episode was so special. And, like, at one point, I was like, bro, I can't even handle this. This is too much. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a few minutes of Hayden, not a full-blown episode. Yeah showing different arcs like it was just so beautiful how it was done that episode man i'll never forget it man it was such a smart move by them too because they put hayden at the end of episode four and they were like you're gonna get something special with episode five and they even put it in movie theaters like you were just saying yeah it was it was just something special and they knew that it was something special because like you look at the uh the outcome from that dave filoni's got this massive promotion they put it into theaters because they knew it was going to be a success and it's like we're gonna most i mean it hasn't been greenlit yet but we're probably gonna get an ahsoka season two dave's getting his own movie like yeah yeah it was it was wild no for sure now the last question is who's your favorite star wars character 
This is always a tough one. I mean, it changes a lot all the time. I think probably the most consistent character to be the my favorite character in Star Wars is Anakin. Nice. Just because he's he is pretty much Star Wars at this point. He's the the, the main guy. It's the tragedy of of Anakin Skywalker. And you f- you spend the most time with him. I mean, seven yeah. seasons of the Clone Wars, six movies. He's in Ahsoka now. He's 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 involved with everything pretty much. Even very loosely, he's involved with the sequel trilogy. So I think it's just got to be Anakin. I mean, Ahsoka's probably at the top of my list too. I love Ezra a lot more than most people do. He's he's a very cool character. And yeah. since now he's in live action, I mean, we could get a lot more of him. Maul. Maul is probably one of my favorite yes. bad guys. Yes, uh, yeah, Maul's my favorite. Really? Yeah, nice. I love Darth Maul, man. Darth Maul's really cool because his character's cool in The Phantom Menace, and he's like a cool kind of mysterious guy. Yeah. But the majority of his stuff is in animation in The Clone yeah. Wars and in Rebels. And his, I mean, his ending is just perfect. Yes, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I, I'm, I'm hoping for a way, somehow, some way, they just give us more Darth Maul, whether it's live action or animated. I feel... We had a chance in Ahsoka in that fifth episode because that Siege of Mandalore flashback, you could have had him sitting on the throne in the background or even oh, just yeah. showed his silhouette as Ahsoka and Anakin were talking about, this is the Siege of Mandalore. And if it would have cut to just seeing Maul there, yeah. like, oh. That would have been crazy. You got to see the Maul, Maul DeLorean, DeLorean, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. But yeah, getting more live action Maul would be really cool. I mean, you got him in, in Solo. And if Solo was probably more of a success, you probably would have seen a Solo no. 2 or, or some sort of spinoff from that. But just because of, of course, the box office and, and that, that's just probably not going to happen. The thing is, too, you got the character of Kiara, who's honestly one of my, like, sneaky oh, favorite Kira. characters. Yes. Or, yeah, Kiara, whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah. she's becomes the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Do you, got, do you read any of the comics? I read some of it. She's trying to uh, hunt down Palps and stuff, right? Yeah, so she goes crazy. absolutely crazy in yeah. this comic run over the last couple of years where the War of the Bounty Hunters going into Crimson Rain and all that stuff. And she's literally the apprentice of Maul. Now, she might not have Force abilities, but yeah. she gets trained by Maul. And getting to see that would be really, really cool. Yeah, because isn't that at the end of Solo where Maul was like, come meet me on Dathomir, and she was going to Dathomir to train with Maul? Yes. Like, like how? Oh, my God. God. And what's crazy about that is he says, come to Dathomir. And Thrawn is going to Dathomir right now. Obviously, uh, Maul is dead. Yeah, but yeah. there's always, you never know. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that there's some crazy loophole because, like, like, Thrawn is on Dathomir with a bunch of Night Sisters and a bunch of, like, caskets of who knows what. Yep. And, and, like, are they going to resurrect people? Like, Maul's body's on Tatooine, which we know is not that far from Dathomir. Nope. Like, imagine if they were to resurrect, like, Maul and Savage, and, like, Thrawn had Maul and Savage as his, like, answers to the Jedi, because he needs some Sith Force-sensitive people by his side. He can't compete. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at uh, the Legends Heir to the Empire. He's got <laughs> he's got uh, Jorah Sabaoth, and he's yep. got Luke Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Joris isn't really a canon character now, and yeah. Joris Sabaoth is just a clone of Joris Sabaoth, who was once a Jedi. So you could see something similar to that, where Maul is the replacement for that, 
and they just bring him back to life, whether it's a clone or it's actually him being resurrected because we know the Night Sisters can resurrect people. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what they do with that. I I feel like Mando season four is going to literally be like an Ahsoka season 1.5 because like Thrawn's back in the galaxy, Ezra's back over there. Like what else is going to happen in Mando season four? Yeah, a, a lot of people's complaints about Ahsoka is that Thrawn, like people love Thrawn, absolutely love Thrawn, whether it's from Legends or canon, they love Thrawn. So they were kind of like not too pleased about what they did with Thrawn at the end of that season. And I can kind of see where they're coming from. Again, because Anakin showing up was so cool, the back half of that season kind of got like let down because people yeah. wanted more Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Thrawn stuff was hard to do because he's going up against Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine. Like, these are Force users who would one-on-one just destroy him. Exactly. So he's And he's trying to get back home. He's trying to run. So he does successfully do that. And I think Mando Season 4 is where we're going to get to see a lot of what Thrawn can really do. Because now, obviously, Grogu's a Force-sensitive, but not, like he won't, probably won't be involved too much. Yeah. But now he's going up against the, the New Republic and Mando. And these non-force sensitives, and we're actually going to get to see Thrawn like uses his his the Thrawn, yeah, <laughs> uses yeah, his smarts to outsmart everybody. Yeah, and I think too, I think in Mando we're going to see Ezra meet Luke or try to find Luke as an answer because Ezra can't go up against Thrawn solo. He he did that before, and it it he's still he's still Didn't fine. Work. So um, yeah. imagine that seeing Ezra meet meet Luke for the first time. That will be amazing. Well, because I, I believe Ezra and Luke are like born on the same day or something like that. Like they're oh, like they're, they're, they're like the same age that that's at that yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. So, so that would be kind of cool. And it's like Ezra's met Leia before. Ezra's met Vader before. Yeah. So yeah. like he has all this connection to Luke. He's just never met Luke himself before. Yeah. So. That would be, be kind of cool. God, yeah, because there was that one episode where Leia was on the ship with them. Yeah. Yeah. See, it would be like a beautiful, like full circle tie in because yeah. they did all meet. That, man, I'm hyped for Mando season four. Mando season three was kind of a letdown. What do you think of season three? I think on season three, it, and honestly, I know a lot of people really, really dislike it. I liked it more than most. Uh-huh. I I definitely love season two out of the three the most. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Season three is probably my least favorite, but by any means, I don't hate the season. I think there's a lot of filler stuff in there, and a lot of it probably comes off the backs of Rangers of the New Republic being canceled. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the 45 minutes of Dr. Pershing in like that third episode. It's like an and Andor it's, episode. It's Yeah, it's like an Andor episode, and it just feels very out of place. Like, it's not involving Mando or Bo-Katan or anybody, really. And you were waiting for it to connect to them and you were waiting for something to happen on Coruscant and maybe see somebody or whatever. And it didn't happen. And a lot of that stuff is probably because of the cancellation of that show. And just the fact that they had to sort of do some switching around when Gina Carano got fired and all this other stuff. So with that being said, I still think Mando is a good season because of two things. First of all, you get a bunch of really, really cool stuff with order 66 flashbacks, finally getting to see who saved Grogu. Yep. Getting getting to see that was really, really cool. Yeah. It really doesn't explain much because they just go off t- uh, Coruscant, but Grogu is still like unconnected to the Force when we first see him in Mando season one and yeah. he's with pirates. And it's, it's a, like there's a lot of story to be told there still. Yep. But I think what's really cool is the finale. When 
not only just getting the uh, end cap to Moff Gideon's story and a bunch of other stuff from the Mandalorian, but going all the way back to the Clone Wars and Rebels, getting to see the Mandalorians who've been at civil war for thousands of years come yeah. together and retake their home world from the Empire who destroyed it all those years ago. It, it it does seem like a full circle type thing. And that's why the end of season three felt like a real ending, even though we are going to get a fourth season. Yeah, no, that for sure. Do you think Moff Gideon's really dead, man? I, I've seen the theories that he's not. I think he is. I think Moff Gideon played his role. I think he did. He was a very good villain for the first couple seasons. Yeah. And he did set up for sensitive cloning which is yeah. going to be huge coming down the line in, in in hopefully what thrawn's trying to do and of course what palpatine eventually does i i don't see him coming back i don't know it just seems a little like he did his job i think in three seasons and, and i don't know i don't see it i think thrawn is going to take over i think we're we've finally seen the last of moff kitty in this time but i don't know what do yeah. you think i mean I just love Giancarlo as an actor because, bro, That's like true. breaking back Gustavo Fring, yeah. he's like one of the biggest villains in all of TV history, period. So I feel like they I feel like, man, they got to use him more like he he didn't get enough screen time. This is the best guy to be the best villain. And like he had a Beskar armor suit like he's dead yeah. really in, in that. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, That's true. And he has the helmet on too when he dies, right? Yeah, he's full. He's fully uh, yeah. best best car armor. Like, isn't that undescribable? Yeah. That that you you definitely have a good argument there. Uh, and yes, John Carlo is an incredible actor. And that's a big complaint of season three is he's only in the last two episodes. No, it took too long to get to that. It took too long because, like, for me, when I watched Mando season three, I thought the whole season was going to be them getting to the minds of Mandalore to atone, all that stuff. Yeah. He did that in an episode and a half. So yeah. after that, I kind of was like, what are we doing? Like every episode, I'm like, what's, what's this leading to until we got to the end of the sixth or seventh episode where you saw he escaped from his ship. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. And then we only got like a little bit here. I, I did like him talking smack about Thrawn. And the reason I don't want him dead is because I would love to see Thrawn and Moff like in a verbal face-off because it just would be so fire. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, that whole like Shadow Council meeting and stuff was very, very important. Yeah. And now after Ahsoka, it's become even more important because now we've seen Thrawn and we know what that's kind of happening. Because when Thrawn comes back, he's going to sort of bring the empire back together and if Moff yeah. Gideon was still alive that would be like an opposing force where they'd be fighting against each other that would be pretty cool that would be really yeah. cool yeah that would be actually really really cool um but yeah no like you just said though though like we thought going into Mando season three that the entire show was going to be about them going to Mandalore and then going to bathe in the living waters and that happened in the first two episodes. And then, like, you're just kind of hanging out for a couple episodes or, like, four or five episodes. Yeah. And then the last two episodes are really, really good. So yep. it's, like, two good episodes on either end. And then the middle is just a bunch of filler stuff. And it's it's a little, yeah. Yeah. One thing that surprised me that I didn't expect at all, and there weren't even really much rumors or leaks about it, was when Zeb showed up at that bar. I, I you must have freaked out too since you love rebels like yes. seeing Gary Zebarellius like just stroll up like what yeah 
Or how about he shows up in Mando and he looks so good and then he's not in Ahsoka. Bro, I was so I was hoping at least at the very end when Ezra came off the ship that Zeb would at least be there. Yeah. It make it makes no sense. Like this, like this is the show for you to be in. Not Mando. Now he did look amazing. I'm sure it was very expensive to do that. But like, yeah. bro, y'all got money. Like throw him in Ahsoka where he belongs. Yeah, it seems like and they do this a lot through these Disney Plus shows, they're waiting until the movie to give us like everything we oh. want. Oh. I mean, like, you think about it, the Rebels could have been all together at the end of Ahsoka. Oh, well, obviously, Ahsoka and Sabine being stranded, but yeah. like, it could have been Zeb, could have been there. It, it, yeah. it was just as easy to put him there as it was to not put him there. And it definitely seems like a lot of things that they're doing, whether it's like Luke and Ezra meeting or all the Rebels crew being back together, they might just be waiting to show that on the biggest screen possible, like they did with Ooh, episode five of Ahsoka. True. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they want to put Star Wars on the big screen and give you the coolest stuff that they possibly can on the big screen. And with that, uh, that Filoni movie, that might be like, I mean, I already, the minute they said Filoni was getting a movie, I'm like, bro, this is going to be crazy no matter what it is. But like with all this stuff that they're building up and if we're going to get the big climax fighting Thrawn on the big screen, Luke coming back, Boba Fett coming back, hopefully being Boba Fett. Yeah. And like, all that stuff, all the rebels live action on the big screen, getting to bro. I pray we get Chopper and R two together on the big screen in a scene, whether they're fighting or they're just arguing yeah. with each other. That would be awesome. Yeah, but th- that movie is gonna have such high expectations, and I think Dave's gonna meet it. I do too. Um, I just like I got a question for you. Do you think that? They're gonna bring Luke, Leia, and Han in oh. on that movie. I, I think if they do, it would be in the movie. It wouldn't be on TV because, yeah, like, no way. Because even if it's just for a scene, you know for a fact they will milk that. That will be in the trailer. That will be on the posters. Yeah. Like, what's gonna get people in seats is if they say, "Oh, we get to see Luke, Han, and Leia together." Because that's the one one of the many things in the sequel trilogy that I was very like grinding my gears was we never got a shot with luke han and leia together while they were all alive in yep. real life and in the movie so if we get that moment where they get they're all together and it's like in the cockpit of the falcon and chewie's in the back and r2's there bro tears will be shed in that movie oh, yeah. theater tears oh, yeah. will be shed yeah and it seems like john uh, favreau and dave have been doing this the entire time with the mandalorian is giving fans what we didn't see in the sequel trilogy and the biggest one is seeing those three characters together on screen so i think there's if there's a if there's a place to do that dave's gotta do that in his movie and i think it's like a no-brainer everybody complains about luke skywalker in the sequels and they gave us the Luke Skywalker that we wanted in Mando season two and in and in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So I just I just don't see there being a world where they don't bring those three onto the same screen together. And but I, no, go ahead. My question for you is: Are they going to recast them? Oh, or are they going to deep fake them? That's that's a really good question. If it's going to be just like a short scene and not like a lot, I I I, I could see them just doing deep fake. But, yeah. like, if they're going to be in the movie and a bunch of scenes, they got to recast, man. Like, you could even just use 
the what's his name alden aaron right from solo like you could yep. just use him because he's we're already somewhat familiar mm-hmm. bro sebastian stan the winter freaking soldier looks like <laughs> luke bro like he looks exactly like he him. looks just like luke get him yep. and for young carrie fisher like bro you could find somebody or even just like out of respect get her real daughter to do it like yep like how awesome would that be we would enjoy that respect that but that's so tricky but i guess it depends on how much they're used in the movie yeah my thing is with a recast it only makes sense if you're going to continue the characters a lot if you're going to give us like a luke skywalker jedi temple show where you're going to get to see young ben solo rising to to power and and luke actually being a jedi master of his own jedi temple then you're probably going to want to recast him so that you can keep him on screen without spending millions upon millions of dollars to do that with the deep fake and it might not look great all the time but with a regular actor it will but my the issue i see with that is you got uh alden who i thought was a fantastic choice i thought like of course i love harrison ford and there's no one who can beat him but alden I, I like this. Do you like the solo movie? Yeah, I, like I, didn't, I, I didn't mind it. It was fine. Like it, it yeah. answered all the questions that I wanted. Because when I went into solo, I wanted to see like how he got the Falcon, how he met Chewie, how he met Lando. It answered yeah. all that, and we got Maul. Uh, it was it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So I liked uh, that that movie as well, and I thought Alden did a great job because there's no real way to get around it. At some point, these characters, especially if you're going to do a movie like Solo, are going to have to be recast. Yeah. However, up until this point, other than Solo, Solo is the only thing that did that with the recast. Mm -hmm. Everything else, from Tarkin to Leia in Rogue One to... Luke and Mando and Boba Fett to uh, Luke and Leia, both in Rise of Skywalker, to all these flashbacks, all these uh, showing up in other projects when they were younger, like like Leia in Rogue One. They've all been deepfaked. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, at least in Disney's or Lucasfilm's mind, Solo was such a disaster, and it wasn't, but it, they think it is, that they're not going to do a recast anymore. And the fact that this deepfake has been so successful with yeah. the Mandalorian season two's finale, with the Book of Boba Fett episode with Luke, with Hayden being deepfaked in Ahsoka, all that being so successful is just more to back the fact that they can do this deepfake. It looks realistic enough and they can get away with it without having to recast because apparently with Solo, that was the problem. <laughs> They're so out of out of touch with that because, like, yeah. bro, the problem with Solo is the release date. It released after the Last Jedi. If you would have flipped that, it yep. would have been a different story, completely different. And like, I mean, if they want to do deep fake, it is what it is. It'll cost them more. As long as we get those characters and the story, I really don't care how how it's done. I just want more of that 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 story, man. Yeah, I don't really know how good the deep fake is, but from what we've seen, like Book of Boba Fett with luke was incredible it was so damn cool like there's no instance when you're watching that where you're like this isn't luke yeah even in mando season two where it's not nearly as good like you put the two next to each other it's like night and day yeah and they're only a year apart um you still feel that that's luke like you never really taken out of it fast forward to two years after that when we get Ahsoka with Hayden, now Hayden's not being de-aged nearly as much as yeah. Mark Hamill is, but he looks incredible. Like there, you so feel good. like he's twenty years old again. It's it's wild. 
Yeah, that that's true. Like it only has gotten better from Mando to Book of Boba, and then Hayden in Ahsoka was day and night better than Hayden in Kenobi when they oh didn't do yeah. in the Attack of the Clones flashback. Like, yeah. yes, like he. I mean, I still love that moment. He did yeah. look old as shit. I didn't care though, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, bro, it's Hayden and Hugh, and they're facing off. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, but, like like you said about Solo. If Solo came out before uh, before Last Jedi, it would probably be more praised. If yeah. Kenobi came out after Ahsoka and we got to see Hayden really, really good in Ahsoka and then Hayden really, really bad in, in Kenobi, oh, then that would have been a disaster. It would have been so bad. It would. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Because like in and it's funny in Kenobi. I was expecting what we got in Ahsoka. Like in Kenobi, I was ready for Clone Wars style flashbacks yep. with them in their armor doing those missions. But yeah. we got that in Ahsoka with Hayden and uh, the young Ahsoka. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I expected in uh, Kenobi. We didn't get it. We got that one flashback, which was cool, but I wanted more like episode five of Ahsoka. Imagine seeing Hewan in his Clone Wars animated armor. I know. It's like Dave Filoni, again, like I said, gives us all the stuff that we want and giving us Hayden in, in the Clone Wars armor and Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. But we missed out with Ewan. Like, Ewan is just as iconic as yep. Hayden, in or as Anakin in the Clone Wars armor in the Clone Wars. And we didn't get to see that. I remember going into Kenobi, all the rumors about, or like speculation and people going crazy. Like, we could see Rex in this. Rex, we could see yeah, yeah. Padme in this. We could see all these people. And of course, Clone Wars versions of Obi-Wan and Anakin. And that yeah. didn't happen. We did get that cool flashback, but that was before even like Attack of the Clones. And they looked old as hell. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully they they hopefully Dave has something cooking where he wants to bring Hewan in for something, even if it's just a flashback in an episode of something. Cause like you even if there isn't Ahsoka season two, she did plenty of stuff with Obi-Wan. There could be Clone Wars style flashbacks just to get Hewan in the armor so we could see a special yeah. moment. Especially oh, bro, imagine this. This would just this is me being so selfish, but imagine in Ahsoka season two, because we know they're on Peridia. We know the Mortis family arc stuff. There's Mortis stuff there. Imagine yep. if she's with Sabine and she's like, man, I, I I know that family. We ran into them on this mission. And imagine if she flashes back to a live action, that Mortis arc episode where her Kenobi and Anakin crash on that planet and they meet the sister. Imagine if we got to see like a glimpse of that live action how insane that would be that would be so cool here's the thing like dave filoni wanted to make ahsoka so that anybody who's like never even seen star wars before could understand it and i think yeah. they did a very good job with that but if you're gonna do that with ahsoka season two you're gonna have to do a flashback of the mortis arc because people like that's a hard thing to understand it is what happened with anakin obi-wan and ahsoka in those three episodes or four episodes of the clone wars is crazy so yeah. you're gonna have to sort of maybe give us a live action version of that which would be so damn cool yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean hopefully because they're gonna have to explain like what uh balin was doing standing on the statue of the three mortars gods and why the sister's head was destroyed yep. and like the father was pointing to that flashing beacon just like in that episode on clone wars what do you think is going on there i don't know I do you think it's abeloth I want it to be that so bad, like, bro. I, I, I'll, if it's Abeloth and like, say, like she were to take over Shin's body or something, or 
what if this would be so crazy? Because we know that the Force Ghost of Anakin is on that planet. What if Abeloff took the 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 visual presence of of Padme, and like Anakin saw that and had to deal with that with Ahsoka there? Because that would affect Ahsoka too. Because Ahsoka knows Padme too. Yep. So that imagine like something. I I would love crazy stuff like that. I doubt it would happen, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. That's the thing with Abelhuth. She can really kind of just take the appearance of anybody. So yeah. if she is trying to do that, where she's trying to get into the head of her opponent almost, and she knows that Anakin and, and Ahsoka are there, that would that would be insane. That never it came across sense. my mind. Yeah. But I yeah, I've heard the theory of, of going into Shin's body, and that would make the most sense. I mean, you look yeah. at Shin, she's right behind you. Um she, <laughs> she looks <clears throat> she looks like Abeloth. She's got the white hair. Like you don't really get a good look of Abeloth in, in in Legends, really. It's it's too like creepy looking with the smile and stuff. Yeah. But Shin kind of gives the look of Abeloth with the white hair. She's of course a girl. She's she's of course a dark side user. Yeah. It would be quite crazy. What do you think they're gonna do with Balin? See, they they like recipes to Ray Stevenson. He yeah. killed it. I've always liked him even before. Yeah. But like honestly. My favorite part of the Ahsoka show was Balin and Shin, and I was shocked that the new Disney Star Wars were, were, was able to create a character, characters that I was so intrigued with and I wanted to learn more of. Like they were so new but felt so old, and every time they came on screen, I wanted more. So with Balin, I they got to recast them. It's gonna be tough. It's, it's gonna be hard to get used to at first, but if they get the right person, we just need that story. Like. Bro, they're on Peridia. There's Mortis stuff. There's Zepho stuff. There's Dathomir stuff. Nice sisters. Like, there's so much going on there. They have to continue that. And I want to see Balin and Shin, like how they met, how they came to, you know, the the point that we meet them in Ahsoka. Yeah, Balin's such a cool character. I mean, Dave Filoni is is I mean, at this point, probably known for creating such cool characters from the Clone Wars to the whole Rebels cast, to now Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka, we went in, and we were very excited to see Ahsoka yeah. and Sabine and all these Rebels cast in live action. We didn't expect that the best two characters were going to be these brand-new Sith characters, yes. dark side-using characters. Yeah. And it just came out of nowhere. And Balin, of course, due to Ray Stevenson's performance, was so damn cool and intriguing, and you want to learn more. And it really sucks that we can't do that, unless there's a recast, obviously. Now... It seems like there's always the option of him just dying off. Um, if he goes to like, if Abeloth's really in prison or something, that's why yeah. she she's stuck there and is calling out to him. If she, he frees her and then she just kills him or something, yeah, like that, yeah. that would be. I, I wouldn't like that at all. They set Balin up as such a cool character, and mm -hmm. there's so much more I think to his story. The craziest part about this is <clears throat> what Balin is saying when he's on Peridia. He's talking about how he doesn't want to go with Thrawn, even though Thrawn is probably the best bet. He's got an entire army of Night Sisters, and, and he's going back to the Empire, and he's going to have an army there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's a fleeting power. He's like, it goes up and down and up and down all the time. But he seems to think whatever this glimmer of light is, whether it's Abeloth or not, is the end of that cycle and will yeah. be power forever. So it seems like... Balin should be an important character moving forward, and hopefully we get to see that if it's a recast or whatever it is. But it is, it, it's such a tough thing. I hope it's Abeloth. 
if not, I mean, I can't imagine what else it could be that wouldn't be that powerful, but I don't know. It's it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And yeah. I, like, I, I just can't wait. And like, I don't think they would explore that in the movie. That probably like yeah. to me, I think the movie should be all the Thrawn stuff. And like, I kind of want Ahsoka season two to come out after the movie yeah. because I, I kind of rather would not even have Ahsoka be in the movie. Like there's already going to be enough Avengers in this end game movie. <laughs> yeah. Like let's let like the movie be buck wild with everybody. It ends. And I would love for the movie to end with them going to Peridia and trying to get Ahsoka. And then season two could just be all a bunch of crazy stuff they did while they were on there and stuff with like the Mortis arc and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it's a weird setup to leave Ahsoka and Hu Yang and Sabine on Peridia. Yeah. Because it it leaves them stranded there. Because Hezra and, and Thrawn were stranded there for almost 11 years or something like that. So yeah. it's going to be like not as easy as it seems to get them back. And it doesn't seem like Ezra's sort of in a rush to get them back either. It seems, and it seems, doesn't seem like Ahsoka's in any rush to get off the place. She does say yeah. that this is where they're supposed to be. Yeah, which, what does that mean? I don't know, but I agree with you. I think the movie should come out before season two. I think the movie shouldn't involve Ahsoka at all. And I think that would just be like just as cool. Yeah. You have, uh, let me pitch this to you. Have you heard the the speculation or the theories about a possible trilogy, a Mandoverse trilogy? Oh, like for like Dave's movie? Yes, Dave's yeah, movie would be the first of three. It sh it should be, and it should be him doing George's version of the sequels, because yeah. like you know, like George's version was Luke fighting Maul and Darth Talon. Like yeah. they could cook something up, like if, if they resurrect Maul, resurrect Asajj, or yeah. have Shin with Maul. Oh, if Shin, if we were to get Shin and Maul together, I would be so happy. That would be awesome. Yeah, so I think it'll probably be a combination of George George's vision and probably the Heir to the Empire trilogy just from Legends and just kind of mixed. I think if you were to get a trilogy, it would make so much more sense for just not only making money purposes, but also because you got like... You got the ability to do a trilogy here. You got like 20, 25 years until the sequels start. Yep. And you have the time. You have the time. You have the villain with Thrawn. You have the characters. You can do all this stuff and set up, not only set up the sequel trilogy better than it already is because you need to sort of elevate the characters that eventually yep. go into the sequels to make that better. But you're going to give an incredible story people who don't like the sequel trilogy to see as their new sequel trilogy and it would allow you to give us the original trio with Luke Leia and Han it would allow you to give us the new characters of Din Djarin and Grogu and Boba Fett and all these people working together to fight against Thrawn in the as the heir to the empire but it also could be building up a brand new threat in the background with Abeloth yeah and she could possibly be the threat not even in this era but in the post-sequel world or something along those lines yeah yeah and it would just be so much cooler because you could tell so much more story. A one-off movie is just going to end up being like Rogue One. Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Yeah. But it's really so good because it sets up the original trilogy, which is a masterpiece. Yeah. So I think if Dave's movie is a one-off movie, it won't be nearly enough time to tell the story that he probably wants to tell. And getting a trilogy would just be insane. Like what if the good guys just absolutely get 
annihilated by Thrawn in the first movie. And it's not <laughs> Luke it's not Luke Leia and Han. It's just the New Republic. It's just Hera. It's just Zeb. It's just maybe Din Djarin and Grogu and Boba Fett fighting against Thrawn and they're just no match. So then they lose badly and the second movie is is them going to go get Ahsoka back because they need her and go get Luke and go get Leia and go get Han and then the second movie is sort of the bringing together of the Avengers type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the third movie could even go into Luke's Jedi Temple and setting up the the future of that. Setting up Ben so- like what if the if it was a trilogy and the last scene of the trilogy is Luke looking at a young Ben Solo over there and it just starts playing Kylo's theme. Like, yeah. how sick would that be? Like, <laughs> So, I agree with everything you're saying and I, I, I wanted Filoni to get a trilogy because, like, if, if Filoni has a trilogy and they take their time and do it like how George did every three years, we don't need every year. Like, mm-hmm. let it breathe. If Filoni had a trilogy and it was every three years, I know for the next nine years, I have something to look forward to every three years. And yes. That would make me happy knowing, okay, I got I got that for sure. That's gonna be good. Everything could suck in between, but that I'm I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. like I don't I don't think one movie is enough time to beat Thrawn. You're gonna beat Thrawn in one movie in two and a half hours. Yeah. It's not enough. He's no. he's too badass. It's the same complaint that fans had about Ahsoka. Is Thrawn wasn't it wasn't built up enough. He wasn't set up to be the villain that he should be in Ahsoka because there wasn't enough time to do so. If yeah. you're only doing one movie where even people who watch only Star Wars movies, like some normies only watch Star Wars movies. No, they don't even watch the Disney Plus shows. Yep. They're going to be like, oh, this cool blue guy is, is pretty cool. And then he dies in the same movie. Like that would just be stupid. You yeah. want to extend the story so that you're telling the full story and not just speeding through the thing. I actually have a theory that all three movies that were announced this year at Star Wars Celebration, which, by the way, you were at, right? Yes. Oh, That's yes. awesome. I've still never been to a Star Wars Celebration. I really want to go. But the next one's in Japan, which is right now seems very unlikely. I'm going. I'm yeah, going. I have seen that. That's awesome. Um, I actually think that the three movies that were announced at Star Wars Celebration with the Rey movie, the Mando movie, and Dawn of the Jedi, that all those movies are the beginnings of new trilogies. Because oh, okay. You're not just gonna do one-off movies. The same reason that they're not gonna bring back Alden Ehrenreich and they're doing deep fakes is because Solo was a, a disaster in, in Disney's yeah. eyes. And they don't want to do those spin-off movies anymore. As successful as Rogue One was, Solo was just the opposite. And yeah. I think it's a no-brainer to, of course, start a new era post-sequels with a Ray trilogy or a, a Maybe it's not even about Ray. Like we talk about yeah, this yeah, Ray yeah. movie as it's a Ray movie. It might not be about Ray fully. Yeah. Um, but Dawn of the Jedi is is my my most anticipated thing. It's very far away, so it's not like I'm that excited for it right now. But I think it has the potential to be the most important thing. Going back to the beginning of the Force users, like the beginning of the Jedi before the Sith even before there's even conflict between the Sith and the Jedi. Yeah. It would be so cool. It, it, yeah, that one has the greatest potential because there's no expectation. But the Ahsoka show did give us one expectation now because they that before Ahsoka, the James Mangold movie was supposed to be twenty five thousand years in the past. Yep. And I'm pretty sure in Ahsoka they said that Hu Yang has been around twenty five thousand years. Yeah. So that means that we could see Hu Yang being built in that yeah. movie, and he could be there from the beginning of the whole Jedi 
existence, which would be yeah. mind blowing. But uh, since since uh, um, Indy bombed, like, do you still think they're still going to go with James Mangle in this movie? I do. I actually yeah. do. I think it's the same reason that we will eventually, and maybe not anytime soon, but we will eventually see a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. I'm oh, sure. God. I'm sure you. Yeah, I, I. I'm not the biggest fan of Taika. Don't get me wrong, but I think he is still working on this movie. I think he is doing other projects. He did this soccer movie recently. He's doing another movie that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing a lot of other projects, but I think eventually, further down the line, we will see Taika's movie. I think, and it might be Disney actually being smart about something. Um, I think they are trying to just let fans sort of forget about Thor Love and Thunder and (laughs) (laughs) just give it some space so that fans will eventually remember that Taika did helped out with Mando season one. He's the voice of IG-11. He he did Thor Ragnarok still. Like he is still a pretty good creator if he has sort of somebody if he's on a leash with somebody else talking in his ear, like he got to do whatever he wanted with Thor love and thunder. And that turned into a disaster. Yep. But when, when he has to do something with Thor Ragnarok, which is set up infinity war yeah. um, and Kevin Feige's in his ear, then he creates a masterpiece when he's working on Mando. His two episodes of Mando season one are extremely good. Him as IG 11 is really, really good. And he got to work on Mando with John and Dave having the two best influences in the star Wars galaxy. Yeah behind him and of course dave's new position dave would be involved in that taika movie but connecting this to james mangold i think they are going to sort of let it breathe i don't think a lot of the hate for um indy 5 got thrown on mangold i think it got thrown on kathleen yeah yeah and i still think james is an incredible filmmaker one of my favorite movies like ever that's not star wars is ford versus ferrari mm. and he directs that and that's a really really good movie he has a very good track record logan a, logan is Lo- insane. Yes. logan is absolutely insane so he's got a very good track record and he's a really good director it's just recency bias of mm. indiana jones 5 but that's not really his fault you I've, i still haven't seen indiana jones 5 and from what my oh. chat tell I, I know from what my chat tells me some of them are like this movie sucks and some of them are like eh, it's not that bad but it's kind of what the expectations you go in with i guess and i haven't really heard anybody say from a director's standpoint this movie sucks it's yeah. more just like the story or what's going on behind the scenes with them trying to push agendas or whatever it may be it never seems to be the directing of this movie sucks and that's really what james Bengal was there to do yeah. so i still think you'll see him do dawn of the jedi i just think it'll be of course the last movie i think you're gonna get ray movie first mando movie next and then mangold's movie and that won't be for at least three years so i think that'll be enough time for people to sort of remember that he did logan he did ford versus ferrari and yes maybe he did indiana jones 5 but that's not what he's gonna live off of you know and like i never thought of it like that like this is really three trilogies and they're just being secretive because like if that was the case and because if they did a movie a year by the time we got to the second movie of each trilogy it would be a three-year gap so literally that would be nine years worth of movie which seems like it's a lot but your each movie is having you know the the two three years to be developed yep that might actually be a a smart thing and they haven't been doing a lot of smart things lately over there so damn i never thought of it like that well 
except like this Ray movie. Like we just, what the hell is it about? Is it a Ray movie? Is she just in it? And it's about new characters. And she happens to be the old person in the background. Yeah, I I really don't know. It seems like it's going to be about Ray. She's definitely going to be a main character in it. It's her 15 years. I think it maybe at one point she wasn't the main character with like Damon Lindelof's version where it's going to be so further the, down the line. The week before Celebration, they got rid of Damon Lindelof because his version was a 60-year-old Ray. Yep. And I guess the week before they they said they're going a different way. They let him go because I remember when I went to Celebration, I'm like, what are they going to talk about at the panel? They just cut this guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Daisy really walks out in front of us. And I'm like, oh, OK, that's yeah. that's where the, the way they're going. Yeah. So, yeah, it was supposed to be old Ray, which I probably would have liked that better. I would, too, because then she wouldn't really be your main character. She'd sort of be like a she did this she killed palpatine at one point and it would kind of be like a legend type thing yeah. and you get a brand new cast of jedi in a new jedi order that you could fall in love with and maybe the new characters would be really really cool and you'd set up a new saga and stuff like that now with it only being 15 years later with ray only being 15 years older and she's probably going to be the main character i don't know what to expect it all depends upon whether or not John Boyega's involved, whether or not uh, it has a good villain. Like, the villain is, is probably going to be the biggest key because we know absolutely nothing about this movie except for the fact that Ray's involved. Yeah. And with that, with it being Daisy, now it's like people already have expectations because now for me, okay, Daisy's in it. I want John Boyega to come back as a Jedi. He needs a redemption. And I want them to bring Ben Solo back from the dead from somehow, some way. Yeah. And if none of that happens, there's going to be people left disappointed because there's a lot of people that want John Boyega as a Jedi. There's a lot of people that want Ben Solo back. And if those don't happen, they're automatically going to hate the movie. Yeah, it just seems like it's such a weird thing to do this movie first. The Mando movie seems like a guaranteed win. Home you run. got Dave Filoni behind it. You got characters that fans absolutely love coming to the big screen for the first time ever. And... It seems like an easy no-brainer. The Ray movie coming out first just seems so dumb that it just doesn't make any sense at all. And there must be something that they're not telling us because there's it just makes no sense. It really makes no sense. I don't I don't I really don't know. And like you said, it, John Boyega needs to be redeemed. Ben Solo probably needs to come back because a lot of fans won't even go see the movie if that's not the case. Yeah. Like you see everybody talking about it online. They're like, I'm not going to see this movie. And the only way they're going to make a ton of money is would be in the second weekend where fans who saw it the first weekend are like, no, this is actually really good. And then yeah. they'll go see it. So it's probably not going to make a lot of money in its first weekend just because it's coming off the backs of the sequel trilogy and it's a sequel trilogy movie. Do you think they're going to try to, cause like it's, they said that she has a new Jedi order, a new Jedi Academy. Do you think she's going to, they're going to try to throw Grogu in there and have Grogu be one of her students, a uh, older Grogu. I don't know because there's a lot of Jedi who could be alive at that time. Ezra could be alive. Jason, could, Jason could be alive. Soka could be alive. Maybe an older Cal Kestis. Like, there's a ton of Jedi who could be involved. And Grogu, of course, being the biggest one. He's a guy who could live another 900 years and yeah. be in, in very important to the future of the Jedi Order. I really don't know. Again, a lot of what's riding on the Ray movie is probably the first trailer. 
which will probably drop it at, at in Japan at Stellar Celebration. I, I think it will because aren't they yeah. going to start filming this year allegedly around like April or something? So yeah, Celebration Japan is April eighteenth, twenty twenty five. That would be where we would get the first trailer, a hundred percent. Yeah, so. A lot depends on that trailer. Think about the Force Awakens trailer, how exciting that was. So good. Like, it's so damn... Actually, uh, me and Diamond Figs, Will, we we did a tier list of Star Wars uh, trailers. Yeah. And the sequel trilogy trailers were at the tops of the list because they are so damn good. So good. It's like if the trailers were the movies, then we'd be having completely different conversations. Yeah. But... The Force Awakens trailer in particular, the, of course, most iconic one is probably Chewie, We're Home. Oh, my God. Goosebumps every time. Literally. Goosebumps just say it. Uh, if we get something like that for the Ray movie, if John Boyega's in the trailer or they at least allude to him being in the trailer or the same thing with Adam Driver, you like hear Kylo's theme or something in the trailer. Yeah. Then that will kind of stir up the pot and get people excited. If the trailer also sets up a villain, if the trailer sets up new characters, all this stuff, speculation. That's where the fandom needs to be at with going into the Ray movie. Because right now, all talk is this movie's going to suck and we don't want to see it. But if the trailer's really, really good, then the conversation might flip. It might. Yeah, I know. I mean, only time will tell. I know in April, if if it starts filming in April, there's going to be stuff leaking out. So we're going to be eating good on rumors like May, June, July and stuff. So... This year for Star Wars is going to be a big, big year. You got four shows. You got yep. filming filming of movies. There's going to be a ton of news. Two games are coming out this year. Two games, yeah. yeah. So what, what do you uh, think about Star Wars Outlaw? Not to cut you off. So, <clears throat> like, at first I kind of was like, I, I thought it was going to be this open world game where you could do anything and be anybody. But then I saw it's, no, you can only be this one character. You can't customize them. I'm yep. like, all right, whatever. I mean, I really don't care that I'm playing as a girl. But then she's just like a, 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 a outlaw, a criminal. She doesn't have the force, no lightsaber. So I'm like, I like lightsabers in my Star Wars games. I like cutting up stormtroopers and rancors and droids. Yeah. But the thing that intrigues me about the game is the GTA style system of like the five stars and like yeah. the empires trying to get you. So like a lot of people are hating on the game, but like. It could be like GTA because you could just play GTA and not do no mission, kill a bunch of people and just run from the cops and have a blast. Yeah. Imagine doing that, but on a Star Wars take where you're yeah. just blasting, stealing a bunch of stuff, killing a bunch of people, whatever. You're on a speeder. You got scout troopers chasing you, TIE fighters chasing you. It could be a sleeper, and it's between episode five and six, which is a crazy time period. Yep. It has potential. Yeah, and like you were saying, we're getting Star Wars GTA before GTA 6. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, so what you were saying, too, is the time period of this game is kind of what makes it the coolest. Now, yeah. I, I agree with you. I wish we were using the Force. I wish we had lightsabers. You get a lot of that in Jedi Jedi games, Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Fall, uh, Survivor. Yeah. And I absolutely love those games, and I can't wait for the third one. But this game is a little bit different because of the time period. In between episode five and six, going back to our earlier conversation, could involve characters like Kira in the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Like we know already that Jabba the Hutt's going to be a character that you can take bounties from and you can have a relationship with. And the underworld of Star Wars is such a unique thing Ooh. 
from the Clone Wars, from Rebels. That's not shown in the movies, really. Yeah. And going back to what we were talking about with George Lucas's original vision for the sequel trilogy, that was completely like the underworld. Like Maul was supposed to take over the underworld first, rise to power. Yeah. We might be seeing a little bit of that. A lot of Star Wars comics take place in the underworld from like Dr. Aphra to the War the, uh, the of the Bounty Hunters and stuff like that. Yeah. So we could actually see a lot of very familiar faces from Boba to Kira, the Crimson Dawn, the Pikes, uh, Jabba the Hutt. We could see so many familiar faces. Like, spoiler alert, you see Boba Fett in Jedi Survivor. Yeah. So we could be seeing a lot of, of very cool stuff with that. While also being in the world of Star Wars, like GTA, where you can go do whatever you want, whenever yeah. you want, open world, it sounds very, very cool. I think a lot of fans were upset that it was an uh, uncustomizable character, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. But so is Cal Kestis, like so, yeah. Just because, of course, she doesn't have a lightsaber and doesn't have the Force, that's a little bit different. But I'm excited for the time period of it because that's a cool time in Star Wars. No, it, it is, and even in the trailer, we see. We see Han Solo frozen in carbonite in the trailer. Yes. That, that means we maybe we'll see Boba Fett bringing Han to Jabba for the first time. Maybe we'll see Leia sneaking in as Bosch Leia or, or something yeah. at some point. And I, I like the fact that it said that you can take missions from Jabba and you could choose to complete them or turn against them. Because I know right away I'm going to take a mission and I'm going to not complete it. I'm going to turn on Jabba and, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I want to see what happens if he tries to get me. And if I could uh, kill Jabba the Hutt, I will. I'm going to see. Yeah, you can play through it a million different times and have a different outcome, which is really, really cool. Because you can have a different relationship with Jabba or any other character. Yeah. And the cool part is we could see weird characters like a Moff Gideon. Because mm, oh. Moff Gideon is in Mando, but he's yeah. he worked his whole life for the Empire and you never see him. Of course, during the original trilogy, because the character didn't exist, or during yeah. Rebels, because the character didn't exist. But you could see him in this game. Like you could see similar people like that. Like the, the sh going back to the Shadow Council meeting, all those people in that room could make like a cameo appearance or something in they this could. game. Yeah. Also, I mean, he's in every freaking video game at this point. But <laughs> Vader. Vader could show up at some point. I mean, obviously you wouldn't fight him one-on-one because -on -one that would be a disaster. If if this character makes it out alive versus Vader, we would have a lot of angry Star Wars fans yeah. on our hands. But at any point, the Empire can show up with a massive fleet and you're going to have to escape that. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Out of uh, the four potential shows we might get this year, what are you looking forward to the most? That's a good question. If you asked me this like a month ago, I would have said Skeleton Crew because I thought Skeleton Crew would be the next thing. Now, there's some conflicting reports on where Skeleton Crew is going to release. And oh. Acolyte is so intriguing because of just the Sith, obviously. Yeah. Sith and Jedi is what Star Wars kind of is. And I know a lot of fans don't like when people say that, but it is. And yep. um, a Sith-centered show just purely based off of that sounds incredible yeah so and it's going back to the high republic which we haven't really seen at all unless you've read the books or you've watched i guess young jedi adventure um and that's really cool you could get the possibility of seeing plagueis which sounds incredible and or tenebris yeah and the cast sounds it's loaded like yeah. it's the guy from squid games it's the 
girl from Logan, the girl yeah, plays, yeah. yeah, and um, it, and more. It, it's there's a few things that kind of deter me from it. Leslie Headland is, is definitely yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the fact that it's a Sith-centered show where there can be a ton of Jedi and a ton of Sith. Did you see the trailer at Star Wars Celebration? I I might have the illegal version of it on my phone <laughs> right now, but so. <laughs> That trailer for Acolyte that we saw at Celebration had me just as hype as the Ahsoka trailer that got revealed at Celebration. It was the really? same. It was the same level of like, wow, I'm looking forward to it. And it's funny you mentioned Leslie Headland's comment. So like that came out after, but at the panel we were at, she came out and like, dare I say this, she, the vibe she gave me, she sounded like a female Filoni. Now that was just from that panel. And it was just in there. And this was before everything else came out or whatever. But, like, the vibe she was giving me was, like, she's an OG and she, like, grew up on it. She appreciates the lore. And, like, she would handle it with care. Like, Filoni, that's the vibe she gave me. Not saying that's what she'll deliver. But, like, I, I felt good about it. Now her comments, I'm like, come on. But, like, yeah. at the end of the day, those are old-ass comments. Yep. People say stuff. They can have their opinions. But as long as she respects what George wants and his vision – and stays true to that, which I think she did. The trailer, have you seen the illegal trailer on YouTube? I have, yeah. It's very Bro. grainy though. So Oh, I okay. But oh, yeah, uh, no, I've seen the I mean, it's like a lineup of Jedi and they all bring out their lightsabers, and that alone yeah. just gets you ridiculously excited. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I'm sure you have a better feel on it because you saw it in person, but also Leslie Headland in person, and that's actually very crazy that you say that that she's like a dave filoni type person because we don't all i know of this lady is the comments that i heard her make five six years ago yeah so i don't yeah, really yeah. know much of anything about her yep. so I, I i i hold out hope that that she is something like that i do hold out hope that all these creators are going to be like dave filoni and, and, yeah. and handle star wars with care so that that is actually very reassuring so you saw the acolyte trailer did you see the skeleton crew trailer Yes, and I, 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 bro, I completely forget what what happened in the trailer. Like, really? I, I, like I, I remember it being okay. This looks cool, but like, I don't really remember much. I remember a bunch of little kids, and it looked like they were skipping school, and it looked like they stole a ship, and then they're running around in space. Like, I, I'm sure there's a leaked version on the trailer. I, that's why I can't wait till it comes out because I'm gonna react to it. Yeah, I, I basically forgot it. I just remember afterwards. I'm like, oh, okay, that looks that looks okay. That looks fun. It yeah. doesn't look like anything mind blowing. Like the Acolyte trailer, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Skeletor Chrome, like, all right, cool. Like, I like John Watts. I like his Spider Man movies. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance. It's John Watts and John Fav. Like, come on, it, sh it should be fine. But I'm not like hyped or excited for it. And like, like you mentioned before, like originally it was gonna drop last year in November. Then allegedly it was gonna be the first drop this year, January, February, maybe. Now it's pushed back to the end of the year. Like, bro, what? It seems a little strange too, because Skeleton Crew filmed at the same time as Ahsoka. Yeah. And Ahsoka, we've already seen and watched, and it came and went months ago. And Skeleton yeah. Crew, we're still waiting for, and possibly could be waiting for for like a whole another eight, nine months. Yeah. Which is strange. The reason I am looking forward to Skeleton Crew, though, more than more than a lot of other things, 
is the mystery behind it. We don't know. It's like the Ray movie. We don't know anything about it yeah. except for the fact that Jude Law is going to be in it. There's a, some kids. They escape. They're going on an adventure, whatever. Mm. The mystery behind it is really cool because you think back to like Mando season one, the mystery behind that show. Yeah. We didn't even know Grogu was going to be in it. And he's the freaking main character of the whole damn thing. So that that's what gets me excited because when you got John Watts, you got John Favreau, you got Dave Filoni attached, those names attached to this project something big is happening back there one thing though that kind of i don't want to say got spoiled because before we saw the trailer there was rumors that you know ahsoka might pop up in the show there were rumors that the show takes place in that different galaxy not even our galaxy but the pirate from mando season three bane or vane whatever that dude's name is yeah he's in the trailer so yeah so off rip like it's like okay if he's in the trailer they have to be in our galaxy. There's no way that this yeah. pirate dude can make it out to a separate galaxy like no. by himself. So it should be it should take place in the regular galaxy. That pirate dude's in it, and that's all that we know. So like I don't I don't know. I just hope it's good. I hope it's a good story and they don't force throwing like Boba Fett in there or someone in there just to get people to watch it because they made a cameo. Like I want it just to be like a fun Stranger Things vibe story. Yeah, I think, honestly, Skeleton Crew, when they talked about Dave Filoni's movie, they said it's going to be a combination of the Mandoverse shows. And when they mentioned the Mandoverse shows, they said Mando, they said Ahsoka, they said Book of Boba Fett, and they said Skeleton Crew. Yeah, yep. So there's something important going on with this story. And of course, we just talked about how Thrawn wasn't really used in Ahsoka as well as he should have been. And we think in Mando season four, he's going to be really, really powerful and showing his real strength. Maybe we could get some glimpses of that in Skeleton Crew as well. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be really cool. My crazy theory that I've been saying since literally the announcement that Skeleton Crew was coming out and that it would be in the Mandoverse is Skeleton Crew is going to be the time where we see Cal Kestis come into live action. And it's like my craziest theory I've ever made. And honestly, the closer and closer we get, the least and less and less likely I think that is. But uh-huh. with a show like Skeleton Crew, where there's not many people involved that we know, like Ahsoka's probably not going to show up. Uh, Thrawn maybe will show up. But like you said, it's not going to be a cameo fest. Yeah. I think it might be the perfect situation to bring Cal Kestis into live action because Cal's a Jedi. Yeah. We know Jude Law's character is supposed to be a Jedi. Yeah. We've never seen Jude Law's character before. Maybe he at some point, maybe went on Tantalor or came into contact with Cal or something like that. And they're friends yeah. or something. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That'd be interesting for sure. And like with Jude Law's character, I don't know if it, if it was confirmed somewhere that he's an order 66 survivor. I mean, yeah. he kind of he has to be, if you're a Jedi in this time yeah. period, you had to have survived it. So I'm wondering if the show is going to open up or at some point, if we're going to get another order 66 flashback, which I don't mind it. I, I, I ne- mind it. it never gets old. No. And like in this flashback, are we going to see more stuff with Grogu? Because like you talked about it earlier, yeah. like Grogu eventually gets kidnapped by pirates. There is a pirate in the show. It's called yep. Skeleton Crew. Is that going to like connect? Was it like Bane's crew back in the Ooh. day that stole Grogu? Yeah. Yeah, that would be actually kind of cool because we know that he, Grogu goes off with Keller and Beck, but we assume that Keller and Beck is either dead or he loses Grogu at some point. Yeah. What if Jude Law's character is the next person that kind of gets Grogu and then loses yeah. him to the pirates or something? Yeah, that, that would be actually kind of cool. That'd yeah. be really cool. But yeah, Skeleton Crew, like, I'm sure it'll be fine. The one I'm looking forward to the most, though, out of everything, like, 
is Tales of the Jedi season two, man. The yep. first season of Tales caught me off guard. And I, yeah. I, I was at Anaheim Celebration 2022, and there was a Tales of the Jedi panel before it came out. And oh, yeah. I, I didn't go to it because I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't, I'm not going to waste time at this panel. It could yeah. be something dumb. And yeah. in that panel, they showed the first episode. They got to see it there months early with Ooh. Dave. Dave is in there watching the first episode with them. And I regret wow. that I regret not going because yeah. I could have saw it early. But watching Tales of the Jedi, all six episodes at once, it it was so amazing. Just that Dooku stuff, adding more lore to Attack of the Clones and the time period before Phantom Medicine Attack of the Clones, knowing that's what happened to Yaddle, that's yep. who erased the archives, was just beautiful. And with Tales of the Jedi season two, I, I have high expectations it's gonna be just as good. I yeah. just kind of hope that part of it is Balin and Shin would be amazing. It would be something special. It would. It really yeah. would. Um, so I know you're a massive, massive Andor fan. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Bix and B2. That's it. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, massive Andor fan. And, yeah, so Tails came out during andor which made so, it worse for me because like i'm watching andor trying to stay awake and then i see dooku kill yaddle bro it's like it's one or the other it's cereal eating cereal or dooku fighting yaddle it was like a no-brainer cereal or whatever the hell's name is might be the worst character ever like all he did in that first season was eat cereal and then we were supposed to care in the finale when he like saved i don't even remember her name like that's oh i forgot her name yeah yeah, yeah. uh but Andor is such a weird thing to me. I enjoyed it, but mm -hmm. it seems like with Andor, it's like you really, 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 really loved it or you hated it. Yep, yep. And yep. it seems like there's really no in between. I feel like I'm a little bit in between. I enjoyed watching it. It looks visually good. I just think the story is so unnecessary. <laughs> I think um, the like it being 12 episodes, it getting all that budget and oh. these other shows aren't, it seems very just stupid. But yep. Characters like Luthen, I see, are really cool. Yeah. Even, of course, Bix. Um, but yeah, then you have Cereal eating cereal with his mom. Yeah, like, the, like what is that? By his mom. What? Like, what, what is that? What, what is the point of that? Oh, I do hope that Andor Season 2 is, is a lot more fast-paced. It's going to cover more time. And it could involve more people, like maybe seeing Krennic, uh, some more of the Empire, less of Andor. Um we at Celebration it, London they showed us and Andor season two trailer. Really? It, yeah. Oh, it looks, bro. They showed us everything. They showed us uh, Ahsoka, Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Bad Batch season three, and Andor. We saw all that, man. I, I knew you saw the other ones, but I did not know you saw an Andor. Andor, really? What? So what, what it it looks that? good, and I'm good. not a fan of Andor, but I'm actually looking forward to season two because it looks action packed, dark, gritty, like it's gonna keep me awake so that's cool yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that but we did get the trailer for it Andor is such a weird thing because it's the same creators or some of the same creators as rogue one and rogue it's one same, was a banger yeah it's the same characters or same main character as yeah. rogue one and it's going to lead into rogue one in season two so it's like there's something missing and maybe the something missing is like uh vader or like the death star being this big thing or the fact that it connects to the original trilogy or whatever yeah. it is but i do have hope for season two um i was gonna say something about it. oh yeah so when tales came out during 
Andor. It was like a yin and a yang thing. Andor yep. was getting crapped on for not having the force, not having lightsabers, and people were like, "Oh, that's not what Star Wars is." And then at the exact same time, you got Tales, which is a freaking masterpiece, and it's like ten yeah. minutes an episode. The amount of storytelling in those ten minute yes. episodes is insane, and it proves that you don't need an hour long episode no. of Andor to tell a story like that. So yeah. Um, I'm very excited for Tales Season 2. So other than Balin and possibly Shin, who do you think they're going to go to for, for Season 2? I have no idea. I, like, the selfish part of me wants it to be Emperor and Maul showing him kidnap Maul and train Maul getting older. But realistically, that probably won't happen. I would love something like a, a Quinlan and a Saj. That would be dope. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be dope. Or... um. Who is it? Plo Kloon, I'm thinking of. Because there were people had theories that Balin's master was, was potentially Plo was Plo Kloon. So imagine yeah. if we've seen like Plo Kloon and a young Balin that apprentice cool. tales. That could be something really sick. That would be really cool. And actually going back to your Asajj Ventress thing, Ventress dies in um, books, I believe. The, yeah, canon novel. I forget what the novel's name is. Is it uh, Dark Disciple? Cause yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have the book. I haven't read it, but I, I know that I guess she sacrifices herself to yes. save Quinlan and Dooku kills her. Yes. Imagine how cool that would be to see in oh a Tales episode. That would be so cool. Because Asajj Ventress is a main or a the main villain in the Clone Wars movie and in a bunch of the Clone Wars episodes. Yes. And she just disappears. Yes. Like she's not in season seven. She's not really in season six either. And she's not involved all that much in the later episodes or later seasons. Yeah. But seeing her story be sort of wrapped up in a Tales yes. episode and also oh. give us more Quinlan would be so cool. Bro. The thing, the thing with Tales though uh -huh. is like you said, Maul and Palpatine, that would be amazing. But it would have to be a Tales of the Sith because it's obviously Tales of the Jedi. Oh, um, you're right. You're right. Yeah, technically. Because Dooku was a Jedi, so it is a Tales yeah, of the yeah, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. So, honestly, why not do a Tales of the Sith? Like, you could do a Tales of the Sith, a Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Actually, what made me think of this was I just saw that they released... Um, what are they called? I got one of them right behind me. Secrets, Secrets of the Jedi, Secrets of the Sith, like these uh -huh. books right here. Yeah. Um, these things. They just released yeah. a Secrets of the Wookiees. Oh. And they released the Secrets of the Bounty Hunters. I'm like, why are you going so specific with these? If they're doing Tales of the Jedi, are they going to do Tales of the Sith, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, Tales they of the should, Wookiees? Like, they should. Why not? If Tales of the Jedi is really the big success that it was and it's going to be even bigger in season two, mm -hmm. they might actually think about doing that with a with the Sith and bounty hunters because there's so many characters that you can do that with. Seeing Palpatine go get Maul, all the, uh, like, seeing Plagueis and uh, Palpatine killing Plagueis would be really, really cool. And even with bounty hunters, seeing Jango Fett in his story would be Was it Wasn't Jango trained by, like, Cad Bane? Because didn't uh, Cad Bane say that to Boba, like, when he tried to face off Boba, yeah. that, I, that I trained your father or whatever? And yeah, like, he, he, like, worked with or trained, I guess, with his father. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really, really cool, too. Yeah. You bring up Cad Bane. Cad Bane is one of my top favorite bounty hunters ever. Um, yeah. do, do you think he survived Boba Fett? Oh, 100%. Because, like, yeah. you're not going to make 
You're not yo, so Cad Bane is so slept on. This dude went toe to toe with Kenobi, with Anakin in Clone Wars, and he won a majority of the times. This dude was out there kidnapping younglings for palps. There's so much with Cad Bane. He's so slept on. I remember like that moment in it, it was no Book of Boba in Book of Boba when he's outside the saloon and you see the distance, somebody walking, and I'm like, who's that? And then it gets a little closer and you see the hat. And yeah. I was like, no, Cad yeah. Bane. I was so happy they did that. But yeah. if if they brought Cad Bane in just for an episode and a half, biggest waste. Like, I feel like that budding is going to, like, bring Toto 360 over to revive him or bring him back to the ship. Like, there's no way he's dead because yeah. how badass would it be if in that Mando movie it opens up and Thrawn's on Dathomir and Cad Bane is right there because you know Thrawn would recruit Cad Bane because he yep. can deal with Jedi. It would be like in Empire Strikes Back when Vader's talking to the lineup of bounty hunters and it would be like Thrawn with his lineup of bounty hunters and Cad yeah. Bane's one of them and they would be yeah. like, what? He survived? That would be yeah. sick. Um, yeah, Cad Bane is such a cool character and too cool of a character to be killed off in a, one and a half episodes. Yeah. I wish he was more involved in Book of Boba Fett, honestly, because if they introduced him in like episode two and then you oh. had like the whole cliffhanger of waiting for Cad Bane to show up, that would have been incredible. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. When he shows up uh, to um, what the hell's his name? Oh, uh, Cobb Vanth. Cobb, Cobb Vanth. Vanth. Yeah. When he shows up to Cobb Vanth's uh, town and he. He just walks in slowly. And the name of the episode is uh, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Yes. And the whole episode is about Luke training Grogu. And you're like, why is this episode called From a Stranger from the From the Desert Comes a Stranger? And then the last scene is him coming in and killing yes. combat. You're like, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh so, good. so good, man. I, so and good. they they use the same voice actor too, I believe. So, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Cobb Vanth. Oh, man. So good. So good. Yeah, we need more Cobb Vanth, man. Like, uh, And like yeah. how you were mentioning before about Tales, they need to do Tales of everything. Tales of the Clone Trooper, Tales of the Droid, Tales yeah. of the Sith. Um, yeah. With uh, with Asajj, though, they could get away with doing her as Tales of the Jedi because she was a Jedi twice. Yes. Like two of her masters. So that'd be kind of cool to see that. Like yeah, she'd be a lot like Dooku. losing. Yeah, it would be just yeah. like Dooku. So, but yeah, if they're smart, they'll milk that. And every year on May the fourth, give us a different tales. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah so, what do you think is gonna come out first next year? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you, add, uh, well, you can answer that. Just, which one do you think? So for this, I don't know anymore. I I don't know because it's like it's, I, I, bro. I have no idea. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like Skeleton Crew is done, but maybe they're changing it. That's why it's yeah. later. And then I know Acolyte is done, and Tails is probably done. Bad Batch should no Bad Batches should be done too, because a month ago I think one of the persons said they finished doing yep. the final editing, recording, or whatever. I, I I think they need to start off with the bang and maybe Tails or Bad Batch, because we know there should be some really really good lore stuff in there that'll make us happy. I feel like one of the animated projects will be first. So be safe. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they might alternate, go animated, live action, animated, yep, live yeah. action. Um, so we talked about all the trailers that you've seen at Star Wars Celebration, except for the Bad Batch. Oh, I, I, oh, I haven't oh. seen that. I haven't seen oh. that leak anywhere or anything. What was that trailer like? Dark, gritty, looks like everyone's dying. Uh, oh. you, you see uh, Omega in the prison talking to 
to Crosshair, and Crosshair's like, leave me alone, don't talk to me. He's all grumpy. You see Wolf in the trailer. Spoilers, Wolf is in Bad Batch Season 3. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I just remembered it looked like, wow, everyone's going to die. This is going to be dark. And is Captain really Rex good. in the trailer? Um, I don't remember. I'm sure yeah. he probably was. I mean, if there's Wolf, especially like, if Wolf is in yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that's all that I remember. And yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't leaked. But we we got to see it. They were like, yeah, we don't have much done, but we're gonna show you a little bit, bro. It was like a full trailer. They showed us so much. <laughs> that's it looks awesome. It looks like it's gonna be epic and like like everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Well, because that actually. Star Wars Celebration was like right after Bad Batch season two ended. So yeah. when they were probably like, oh, we don't have a lot done, it's because they, I mean, they might not have had a lot done, but they probably just ended the last season. So they weren't like, don't expect this anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but Bad Batch season three is such like a, a question mark for me because I liked Bad Batch season one. I liked Bad Batch season two. And yep. I'm looking forward to season three. It is the last season. That's and weird. None of these characters survive. <laughs> like yeah or maybe they do but they're not in any other stories further down the line so i was talking and like either vader has to come in and just slaughter the whole bad batch yep. which which that would be a crazy messed up but i would kind of love it if the villain won it. yep or they need to set it up where cody comes back and he saves some like crosshair and omega and they escape and cody and rex like meet up and link up together and we get the next show is a cody and rex spinoff where they're showing what happens with the clones and they're off hiding from the empire saving clones doing this that how stick would that be a cody and rex show anime that'd be, show that'd be incredible because cody's in that one episode of bad batch season two yeah and they say that he goes a wall yeah where's like, he at where's he at or is he dead or whatever but yeah, I agree. Because if this is the last season, they have to either set up the next animated show or like at least announce the next animated show, whatever it may be. A Rex and Cody show would be so cool. That would sound so cool. And you have the time to do it. The Bad yeah. Batch is right after Order 66. Immediately yeah. right after. So you yeah. have so many years until even Jedi Fallen Order or even uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show or like, of course and or and and rebels which is way further down but kenobi's 10 years after revenge of the sith yeah so yep. you still got 10 more years to tell a story in animation even though the bad batch is ending so if that was a cody and rex show sign me up that sounds awesome yeah i hope we, i hope they announce something because like if the bad batch ends and that's the the last of this clone war style animation that we love because like it's just so good and they could do so much with it like so I, I i hope they announce this is the next thing whether it's cody like a re a, a clone show or a, even if it's more of omega story because she is bro she's the sister of boba fett yeah like she even if they did something with her annoying ass like let her get older <laughs> yeah I, I like i i feel we need to see omega and boba meet brother and yes, sister 100 and i remember this was so long ago um, there was rumors before even season two, maybe even was announced. I don't really remember, but there was rumors of Omega getting her own spinoff show, like further down the line, where she's a bounty hunter. Oh, that would and be she, sick! 
sick. And it was like she would be wearing, and this was a crazy rumor that hasn't been talked about ever the since. White the proto- white. Yeah. Yes. All white Mandalorian armor would be so cool. The only problem with that is, is she would have to be involved in other stuff. Now, I know that yeah. they get away with this all the time. Balin uh, is not seen in anything else, and he yeah. is in the Mandalorian. Grogu, of course, is not in anything else. He's seen in the Mandalorian. They do that a lot. The Rebels cast isn't in the original trilogy, but they're in the Mandalorian. So they could get away with that. But Omega as a bounty hunter with all white Mando armor would be so cool. There's that one episode of Bad Batch where the white proto helmet is in Sid's yes. office too. Like she could have like got it. Like what if in season oh, what if in season three Omega goes back and kills Sid to get revenge and takes that helmet? Oh, that'd be so cool. Well, here's the thing: it's definitely going to end in a dark, dark way. Has not, to. Has a to. lot of these Bad Batch members are not making it out. No. So you like Tech? Of course, is dead. Do you think Tech's dead? I've, I've heard. I don't know. I I hope he's not. I love Tech, but yeah. who knows, man? I mean, no, is anybody ever really dead in Star Wars? I know. Yeah, I feel like it would take away from the second season's ending if he it wasn't would. dead. Yeah, but I could see again him still being alive on Mount Tantus somewhere or something like that. Let's say he's dead for now. You still have Crosshair, Omega, Hunter, Wrecker, and Echo. They're definitely not all making it out alive. So. No. If Hunter dies, which seems the most likely because he's the leader, or Wrecker dies, or they all die, except for Omega, then she's going to be pretty upset about that. And that might lead her to be a bounty hunter or lead her to go back and kill Sid, like you said. That would be incredible. And it would set up the next animated show. Now, let me pitch you this. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, Deepfake or Recast with Luke, Leia, and Han. What if it's neither? What if it's animated clone wars style show of luke's jedi temple oh i would love it bro sign me up for multiple seasons because then you have so much more freedom there's no expectations of actors like it's just animated and just get get the voice voices or the voices get someone that sounds like them i don't even care if we get get to see that like like did you just i'm sure you saw it but you saw the clone wars revenge of the sith animation Yes. yes It's incredible. It's so cool. So give us that with everything. Redo everything like that. But Luke's animated story, please sign me up. So the problem with the sequel trilogy is the lack of explanation of stuff that came before the sequel trilogy. Ben Solo's fall is so important and you don't see it. It's almost like the original trilogy, you have Darth Vader and you don't know that Darth Vader's Luke's father until the second movie. Immediately, you know that Kylo Ren is the grandson of, of Anakin. You know he's the son of, of Leia and Han. Yeah. You know this right off the bat. So you're like, well, what happened? And the explanation yeah. of what happened isn't really that good. In the original trilogy, you have the prequel trilogy and seven seasons of the Clone Wars yeah. to, <laughs> to explain the character of Anakin Skywalker. And it adds on so much. It adds on Ahsoka and it adds on an endless amount of storytelling. Yep. If you were to get seven seasons of a Luke Skywalker Jedi oh. Temple show, not only could you explain Kylo Ren's fall to the dark side better with stuff like, for example, in the Clone Wars, the Mortis arc, where Anakin literally finds out that he will become Darth Vader, yeah. and, or stuff like that, where you actually see him go dark side, like when Ahsoka gets put into prison and he literally starts killing people. Yeah. Or, Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order, which again pulls him toward the dark side. But you could also 
see new characters because Ahsoka's yeah. a new character in the Clone Wars. She that is. is she's so important to the to the character of Anakin, so important to the fall to the dark side of Vader, and that could actually happen again with Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple because Luke Skywalker had more than one apprentice, more yeah. than Ben Solo. So there's yeah. a whole cast of these Jedi that you could fall in love with. You could love the new characters. You could really enjoy them. They could be new characters that involve other people, stuff like that. And then at the end of it all, you know that Kylo Ren's going to kill them all. So, so same like Order 66. <laughs> so yeah. you could fall in love with these characters and they eventually die. Same thing like Plo Koon was explored more in Clone Wars. And all the Jedi were really explored more like yeah. Mace Windu and all of them. Even Quinlan. Quinlan was yes. a dude in the background of Phantom Menace yep. that Dave took and gave him a bunch of episodes. So yep. awesome. So if you get a, if you get a Luke Skywalker Jedi Temple show, it not only makes the sequels better, it all not only makes your original trio better. Cause you can involve Leia and Han without having to pay anybody to really do anything except for, of course the animators. Yeah. Because, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, those aren't the same voices for the live-action counterparts. Yeah. Rosario plays her in live-action, and Ashley voices her in, in Clone Wars. Same yeah. thing with Obi-Wan, same thing with Anakin. All yeah. of them. So you can get new people to voice act, skip out on costing millions upon millions of dollars, and tell an incredible story. Because Clone Wars fans will live and die by the Clone Wars. If there's that same amount of fandom towards a Luke Skywalker Jedi Temple show you're going to elevate the sequels so much higher and give an incredible story that fans have been looking forward to since 1983. <laughs> yeah, that that man, bro, that sounds like a dream. I wonder if they're thinking like that or cooking something up. I'm, I'm just wondering when we're going to get announcements. I have like a bad feeling that they might not tell us nothing till celebration, which would kind of be like, bro, that's still a year and four months away. I almost yeah. feel like the like Filoni needs to have like uh, a San Diego Comic Con Hall H Kevin Feige moment yeah. where he breaks it down. Here's my timeline. Here's what we're doing this year. This is phase whatever. Like we need a little bit more structure and like to know what they're thinking because right now we don't even know what's dropping when this year. Nope. Yeah. So this year we don't have a celebration. So next year's celebration is going to be very important. And maybe he does do that where he comes out and gives us a whole timeline, which would be yeah. amazing. Oh. He's like, guys, I got a promotion and here's this. And then like it goes. Yeah. Over. Um, but there is D23 this year. We didn't even get a D23 this year or 2020. Last year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Now last year. Um, but D23 could obviously give us a bunch of announcements, but that's, I believe, in April this year. I forget. Isn't so that, it like September? Uh, no, actually, this year it's in April, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, they they pushed it up, I think. I could be wrong. Oh, no, it's August 9th through August. the 11th. Okay. But that's still eight nine months, eight, nine months in yep. to wait for what's going on. Yep. So we won't know release dates. We won't know announcements, any of this. But you're going to Star Wars Celebration in Japan. There's going to be what's coming next. because Major, major yep. We know the Force shows this year. We know what's probably coming next year, which is uh, Mando season four, possibly Ahsoka season two. We know the movies that are on on the slate, but after that, oh yeah, we don't know anything. Nothing, literally nothing. So where there were surprises like Skeleton Crew last celebration or last mm. uh, whatever they announced, so Skeleton Crew. Um, when there was an 
when there was surprises like Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, even Andor was a pretty big surprise because nobody thought yeah. that, that was going to happen. At one point, Mando was a big, big surprise. Huge. That Those are coming next year because right now there's yeah. nothing on the horizon. As much as there is this year and the next year, there's nothing past that that's been announced. So there's going to be some major, major, major announcements at Star Wars Celebration next year that will be live action shows, that will be animated shows. The future is really up in the air right now for Star Wars past these next couple of years. Yeah. It looks pretty bright to me, at least. It looks pretty damn bright. It it does. As long as Filoni has his hand in it, which he should. Yes, he should. That Lucasfilm showcase panel at Japan Celebration on April 18th, Friday, 2025. I have the dates right here. I'm like so ready for it. Nice. But that panel is going to be mind-blowing because like, I do picture it as a Kevin Feige moment for him. And he kind of just breaks it down. This is my plan. This is what I got cooking. And I'm hoping to hear stuff like we're, we're going to do a Knights of the Old Republic show. We're going to do a Star Killer special movie for Disney Plus. Like I want like the juice that we want. Yep. And it's it's going to be crazy, man, because like, like you said, we don't know what's coming after Mando season four. We know for sure. And the three movies. And that's it. Like in this year. And that's it. We know nothing, nothing yeah. about nothing. And it seems like there's going to be a next animated show. Because after Clone Wars, there was Rebels. After Rebels, there was Clone Wars Season 7. After Clone Wars Season 7, there was Bad Batch. So there's going to be something next. Yeah. It's kind of just whether that's going to be a Luke Jedi Temple show, whether that's going to be a Cody and Rex show, whether that's going to be something else, we don't really know. Um, but going back to what you just said, an Old Republic show could be announced. That would be incredible. Yeah. I think, what are you waiting for when it comes to the Old Republic? Because there's characters already ready for you there. The fans already love that time period so much. It seems like just a gem that they're sitting on top of that they really just don't want to give away. And it's really, really weird that we haven't gone there yet. The Knights of the Old Republic video game that's been in active development for so many years now. That's yeah. It's very strange. I do like that we're going back to Dawn of the Jedi, though. That's yeah. before Old Republic, um, at least. And we could lead into the Old Republic from there. But we want Revan. We want Malagus. We want we want all these characters. Yeah. And it seems like a no-brainer. It seems like billions upon billions of dollars that they're just waiting to make. <laughs> I don't know what they're waiting for. Did you see that one rumor that uh, in Acolyte there might be like something like kind of revenish like it yes. might be like a hollow like a holocron projection yes and like supposedly that keanu reeves has like a small role in acolyte allegedly or something like i don't know how true this is but imagine yeah. if in acolyte there's a holocron and it's keanu reeves as revin and like that's like the beginning of something they're gonna oh my god that that's like be... that's that's just us dreaming it probably won't happen but imagine that's like us dreaming. You're you're absolutely right. But if, like you said earlier, if Leslie Headland is like a Dave Filoni type person, that would be something that could happen. Yeah. Darth Revan, of course, is dead, long dead by then. But yeah. Oh yeah. A hologram of him would survive. Yeah. You look back at like, uh, have you seen Colin Trevorrow's Duel of the Fates script and stuff like that? I I heard that everyone loves it way better than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, so one of the opening scenes, I think actually Theory did like an animated an animation about this. Uh, Kylo goes to Mustafar 
and it's not the same Mustafar we see in Rise, but it's Mustafar, and he opens a holocron, a holocron, and it's Palpatine, and he's talking to him. So it could be something like that, where you, somebody yeah. opens a holocron, and it's Revan teaching a lesson to somebody, but the person's obviously long gone. Yeah. And just seeing Keanu, like it would be, it would be like Toby and Andrew coming back to play Spider Man. Like it would be that big. Of, like would. fans wanted Keanu to be Revan for years. And although I don't think he will be uh, Revan if they go back to Revan because Keanu's like 60 now and you're probably going to want to do a younger version of Revan and then yeah. have him age up. But you could have some sort of older Revan type character in a holocron or whatever and just give him a cameo. Give him a cool appearance and then find another actor that looks like a young Keanu Reeves to play the role of Revan. But yes, that would be absolutely insane. I remember that rumor. And again, it's just a rumor for now, yeah. but it would be so damn cool. I don't really know how much Sith are going to be involved in this Acolyte show. I hope it's a lot. I hope it's Plagueis. I hope it's Revan. I hope it's all of them. Yeah. I don't, I really don't know, but that is quite the rumor. I mean, that would just be like every Star Wars fan's dream pretty much. It would be, it would be, man. Yeah. But so, um, that's pretty much all I got because this went way longer than I thought. And I feel like if we don't stop, we're going to go on forever. Yeah. So yeah. what do you got coming up next for your channel that the people could look forward to? Um, well, I do live streams on my channel every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Uh, so watch out for those and videos every other day, pretty much in shorts and all that other stuff. So just go over to a guy who loves Star Wars. Hit that subscribe, of course. And uh, watch out for live streams and other fun stuff there. And of course, if you haven't yet. Go subscribe to Sith Talks as well. Yes, yes. So for you guys watching, I'm going to put the link to his channel down in the description. Go check him out. His live shows are awesome. I'm always popping in there. Oh, yeah. Always a good time. But, Mike, I appreciate you coming on and giving me your time, man. I appreciate you for having me. Of course. And that's it for this episode of Sith Talk, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.